Man, we are so glad to be back with you. It has been a long time. There's a lot that has happened since we've been on hiatus. Yeah. Christmas happened. Christmas. New Year's. New Year's. Uh, the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Chiefs won Again. the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Scott had another kid. <laughs> Josh finally lost his last baby tooth. I did. I it's did. been a big day. Uh, <laughs> it uh, was a big day. Yeah, Tooth Fairy came. Tooth Fairy got, got him some money. Quarter richer. We even with inflation, yeah. all you got was a quarter. Wow. Dude. Or did you wow. used to get a nickel? Tooth Fairy doesn't care. <laughs> Tooth Fairy don't play by the same rules. This has been uh, man. I don't know what episode are we on? Episode twenty. This something? would twenty one. Twenty one. I think is it? I don't We've know. We've covered I all kinds of hit topics. 20. Hit some amazing, uh, funny stories. Had some good guests, and we'll we'll do some more of that. <clears> but for the next. Probably five, six, seven of our episodes. We're going to be talking about some weird Christian culture. This is episode 21. This episode 21. Yeah, we're pretty excited about this next little string of episodes here. We honestly could probably just have a podcast on that and do 100 episodes of it. So uh, to fit it into seven episodes will be fun. But uh, if you've never found yourself questioning or kind of laughing at or making fun of Christian culture and uh, different things that Christians say or do or produce, uh, you're probably not looking hard enough and you're probably not willing to call those yeah, things maybe, cringy. Maybe so. being a little bit, taking yourself a little bit too seriously. But there may be some listening who've lived under a rock and don't know the word cringy. How would you guys define cringy? It's giving cringe. Yeah. Giving cringe. Um, so like icky Ick. just kind of makes you like, oh, I don't want to see that. I'm embarrassed for uh, to just see that or for whoever made that or said I grew that. up in a church where, um, yeah, I, well, we said amen, all that kind of stuff. That's amazing. And I still do that. You'll hear me do that every once in a while. Uh, but there was a certain guy, and I, I don't know exactly. It's hard to know people's motives sometimes, but sometimes mm. he would yell out, fire in the hole, after the preacher <laughs> said, uh, particularly <laughs> You know, something he thought was good. Another thing he said was kick that banister. Uh, I don't okay. even begin to know what that means. So that kind of gives you a little bit of what we're talking about, like some weird things. If you were a visitor in that church for the first time, having never had any experience with Jesus or the Bible, and you heard a guy screaming fire in the hole, uh, you know, you you would be a little bit concerned i yeah. i'm totally gonna yell that this week <laughs> preaching. fire in the hole everybody dives under their pews yeah. no yeah. what's happening i had to look it up just because i wanted to know and you guys hit on it already it means embarrassment or awkward typically on behalf of somebody else uncomfortable so it's not necessarily a you're cringing on something that you necessarily did it's something right. you're cringing on behalf Second of somebody else. like embarrassed now, yeah you can you can experience it yourself like uncomfy to see like the, 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 the terrible dad jokes will make you cringe what do you call a can opener that won't open? Can't open. A can't opener. Uh, yeah. um, like that. Like that kind yeah. of cringy. Right, but that's right. that's, See, no, that's here, borderline here. Here's what? the thing, though. Like, I think all of us, too, as youth pastors, like, there's not a whole lot that can make me feel embarrassed. Right. So, like, dad jokes to me, it's funny if other if it's cringy to other people, that makes it funnier to me. Right. But this is like, we're we're going to be talking about things that are should be universally 
cringy and embarrassing. Right. To but look hopefully, at. and yeah, may, I, I, this I, might be probably our most controversial topic so yes. far, oh, this, because there might be some things that you think are great, and maybe they were special to you mm. in some way, and that's okay. Uh, that doesn't always mean that it translates to everyone. Yeah, right? there, there's definitely going to be some like I, I hope nobody gets offended or anything. If, I you hope know. they do. <laughs> but if you get offended, <laughs> Jay Weddle at ParksburgBaptistChurch.com. He will yeah, answer he, every one of your emails. He will, will take it very I seriously. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, mostly to make sure we can still be friends and, and <laughs> reconcile whatever we destroy in this yeah. episode. Uh, but I, I will say too, we kind of are in different positions. So like, not everybody who listens is a pastor or works at a church. Um, it's almost a little bit therapeutic for us, I think, to make fun of things that happen in churches mm-hmm. and uh, things that are like things that like other people might expect us to really love that we don't. Right. Or uh, like, so Phil and I, like, I feel like when we first really started bonding was looking at like terrible clips of pastors who were just like absolutely like taking the Bible out of context, bullying people with scripture or just doing yeah. like, absolutely absurd things in the middle of services uh we we bonded a lot like for a long time that's all we watched together it's like dude we got to make fun of this thing and then i came on um, staff who did not have who never really experienced pastors like that myself mm -hmm, and i know you guys have to Mm -hmm, some degree mm -hmm. so when they started showing me these videos it was so uncomfortable for me because i didn't believe it i didn't believe it was real yeah uh and then i realized it was a therapeutic thing for us for you all it was it was terrifying no this is ruining me this is yeah (laughs) Uh, but it is yeah. it is important for us to call out the wrong, which is what you're talking about. A lot of those pastors were taking God's word out of context or using it as a weapon. Um, and it is important for us to be able to distinguish between the right way to influence people and the wrong way to influence people. And guilt and fear mm-hmm. and uh, shame, all those things are, yeah. are the wrong way. And that's, that's ultimately what we're going to talk about today because, you know, we've whole podcast that we do is about being weird and being right. otherworldly supernatural mm-hmm. what was your other word do you remember abnormal abnormal yeah. mm-hmm. and one of the things we talk about throughout this podcast is that it's okay to be weird but what we're talking about over the next several weeks is there is a fine line it was right. when we when we cross that line of weird to cringy because what we end up doing is actually hurting right. the influence right. that we can and that's have like yeah we'll make fun of it but it's like what it comes down to is we want christianity and our faith to be represented well and so, like, it feels like when a cringy thing kind of hijacks and, like, says, here's what it is for everybody kind of thing, that's when it's like, no, yeah. we got to roast this thing. And I didn't think I didn't yeah. think there was a better place to start than Christian movies, mm-hmm. cringy Christian movies. Yeah. So slash what, TV shows. Slash right. TV shows. Right. That's what right. we're going to talk about because uh, I mentioned to them earlier, like, if you're watching a movie and all of a sudden this character comes on the screen and you know that they are a Christian most of the time, it already sits an uneasiness in me because I know they're going to be portrayed in that right. outlandish way. It's like the it's like the same thing. Like if if there's a I'm gonna pick on our state for a little bit. Anytime West Virginia is shown in the news, it's like the people you don't want on TV. Right. So the same thing applies with Christian film. Most times, and they bring these people on screen. It's like, oh, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. So today we're gonna to talk about some Christian movies, and so we're excited about that. Uh, Let's get started with this. Uh, the first movie I found that I did not believe was real, 
is called the Velocipaster. Oh, dude, I was looking for that. <laughs> I knew really? there was a dinosaur You knew it existed? One. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. On, I didn't uh, think this was real. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I, yeah, almost most of the ones that I found you can watch. So yeah. if you really want to. Velocipaster. The Velocipaster. <laughs> After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first, horrified by this new power, I'm just telling you the actual plot on IMDb, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. <laughs> yeah. I, a lot of these are like uh, unnecessarily violent, though some of the ones that I've found too, yeah. like, uh, like really just misunderstanding the gospel altogether. Um, I don't remember Jesus fighting any ninjas. It could have been in there though. But could Jesus have turned into a dinosaur? That's the class. That's the stuff we should talk about in seminary. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. the real question. I should have asked that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm yeah. adding Donald Brash right now. Hey, <laughs> Doctor Brash, would Jesus turn into a dinosaur <laughs> right. if he could? Yeah, or could he? I mean, you're definitely if you're a dinosaur, you're not punching people or putting sleeper holds on people. You're eating, eating them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How, now yeah. it's like cannibalism. I, I guess it, yeah, it asks the question like, is that effective evangelism I, to, I to turn into a dinosaur and eat someone? Maybe. Or versus inviting them into your home and sharing the gospel with them over a meal. I don't know what's more effective. I've never done either. No, no, I've, <laughs> I've never turned into a dinosaur and done that. Yeah, I, we actually, movie night? Yeah. Movie night? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who you don't know what we're referencing there. Off. Scott always promises me movie nights, and we never watch any movies. So. Among other things, um, but <laughs> we just we just talk. <laughs> I, I saw another. I didn't write it, so let me just real sure. quick. I, there was one called like I think it was called Priest, and it was about a pastor who I think he like becomes half vampire or something. Oh. and there's like a vampire war or something. I I, I get all the info. Uh, Marshall in 2010 uh, for an English class. I had to. It was October. My Professor, English professor, literature professor said, if you show up in a Halloween costume, you get an automatic A on the next assignment. I didn't, it, it wasn't necessary. Right. I wanted to be like three hole punch gym. Like that's as far as mm, I was going to go. Yeah. He came in with chain mail made from uh, soda pop tabs. Wow. Like he spent years building this that's and creating crazy. this thing. I was committed. And then he made us watch a documentary on vampires. Mm, wow. And according to the documentary, did you know that the earliest account of vampires dates back to the Passover? Not the Passover, the Last Supper, when they ate the body and drank the blood oh of Jesus. Oh, wow. yeah. I got up and walked out of the classroom. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. I said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever Everything yeah. I know about He's vampires. like, it's okay. It's not the same thing. I'm like, no, you're, yeah, uh, get a better yeah, documentary. Right. Let's watch Twilight if we're going to watch Twilight's anybody. Twilight's yeah. all I know about vampires. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Um, here's one go? called uh, See Me Dance with a Ooh. C. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Have you, did you Glass. see this one? I saw the title, but I couldn't yeah. find anything else about it. I didn't think it was real. It says, the devil tries to stop a ballerina from brainwashing the entire planet. She's a ballerina until she's diagnosed with a terminal illness, and she understandably <clears throat> finds herself heading down a dark path, got questions, but God pull, pulls her towards the light by having uh, someone attack her, and, him, and her, she realized she had the power to uh, save people by just waving her hand at them and turn people into Christians. Uh, and so she would just go around dancing and waving her hands in order to convert people. I'm not sure where that lands on like Calvinism, Arminianism. Animals, can they be saved by her waving? You know, there's lots of different All dogs questions. Go to heaven, Phil. Uh, 
And uh, so she just goes around and, and, you know, whoever gets in her way, she just waves her, waves her hand. It's pretty, uh, and the devil tries to fight her, like literally as a, wow. as a person. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. See me dance. I'm, am I missing like something about, like it's a see me dance. I don't, Dude, I don't get. That's just, so that's, I think a classic example of, okay, we're making a, this Christian film. Let's right. be edgy. Yeah. Right. And like, this is cool. Let's put a, a Z on the like, end. Dude, this She's is a Christian. bad. Maybe that's what it is. I am a C. I am a C-H. We can't get into music yet. Not going to do music. That's another time. We have to get Caleb Fillers on the show for that episode. To finally come hang out with us. I'll go ahead and switch gears over to some TV. But I will say some of these things, too, I think we could admit that there are cringy factors to them. But I think when you grow up with some of these things, the nostalgia almost makes you like them still. Right. So, like... Things like Bible Man and Veggie Tales. We'll just mm-hmm. kind of throw in together here. I think Veggie Tales is actually legit. I would like, watch Veggie Tales. Like I would sit down with a bowl of popcorn and watch yeah, Veggie Tales. Sure. And watch real quick, them. what's your favorite uh, top three Veggie Tales? Um, as far as like episodes or movies, or whatever. Yeah, uh, I the really like the Fib from Outer Space. That's a good one. Is a, that's, that's a great one. I like the Nebuchadnezzar Bunny. Yes, one. the Bunny one. That's the, that's, that's, that's got to be it. There. Um, the one with uh, is it. Where they're marching around the walls of Jericho and the purple slushies. Yes, is that is that the one where they're the throwing one? fish at them? No, that's uh, no, 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 that's no. the um, that's Jericho, isn't it? No, oh, that's oh, uh, Jonah. 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 Yeah. Or which one's the the boogeyman? That's Fib from Outer Space. Is that from the same thing? Okay, yeah. cool. So all time greatest song though, everybody knows the cheeseburger song. Oh yes, I want my cheeseburger. cheeseburger. What, you my like the hairbrush? Cheeseburger. What? You like the hairbrush better or what? Uh, everybody loves the water buffalo. Is pretty that's good. That's a pretty good man. There's so many. I'm gonna Dude, pirates who don't do those. pirates who don't do anything. Is man, classic, that's another. So. Right. Did you see that movie? <laughs> I did. I went that and saw the movie. It the was good. The opening theme song. Have you heard the like Reliant rap K? remix too? No, oh no. I, oh there's no, a, no. I've never heard the Reliant K does a version of it. That's awesome. So it's I love that. Uh, it's like Phil Vischer is the one who created that. And he has a podcast called Holy uh, Holy Post. And he talks about, you know, like he loves what he created. He does say like, there's some things I really wish I would have done differently. Because mm-hmm. like, for example, uh, the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything is a story of Jonah. Mm-hmm. And then that is the talking uh, caterpillar. Mm-hmm. And like, I had kids in youth ministry who like, where's the talking caterpillar in Jonah? Right. Like, because that shaped their narrative yeah. of the story. The Huh? At the end, he ate the leaf. Yeah. He wasn't selling. There carpets. is a worm, but yeah, it's <laughs> well. I think they Khalil. That was his name. Literally stole that from Aladdin with the with yeah. the beginning. Oh, for sure. That dude. Yeah. Uh, so like like he talks about like he says that was the one thing I had, but like he did create something awesome. Yeah. No. But and so we I knew going into this, we all three would like Veggie Tales. I think if you were. 20 years old and all of a sudden, you know, just, just found Jesus, decided to follow Jesus. You would watch Veggie Tales and be like, what is happening right. here? Absolutely. Why are these ve- like vegetables teaching people about Jesus? Right. Uh, and even but- that, well, even that Phil, <coughs> Phil Vischer talks more about in, in hindsight, he wished he would have talked about Jesus more. Mm. It mostly is lessons about how not to do wrong, like not yeah. lie. Yeah. And he says, Cause that's moralism, which if I yeah. am better and he, he, he addresses that and just, yeah. you know, we all grow and we all change. Didn't he create another show? Yeah. Recently? It's uh what's in the Bible. It's on right now media. Okay. It's puppets. It's really good. Yeah. 
He's awesome. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Uh, Bible Man, though. If you've never, if you're I not familiar with, that. I'm trying to get I away watched, from. I'm trying to just, I just get uncomfortable with Bible Man. Bible so. Man is like one of my earliest memories. We, the church that we grew up in in Tennessee before I moved to Georgia, I remember had a library, and my dad would go in there with me after church every week, and they had VHS copies of Bible Man that we could take home and mm, then bring back. Mm-hmm. So I grew up watching a lot of Bible Man. If you're not familiar with Bible Man, look him up. He's kind of in like a Batman-esque costume, but it's purple and gold, but he also has a lightsaber. (laughs) So they like totally ripped off Star Wars there. Um, I wrote down some of the the villains that he fights. Uh, You've got... Uh, the shadow of doubt. He mm-hmm. was a, he was a scary one. Right. Uh, Doctor Fear, the Fibbler was a good mm-hmm. one. And then you also had the Master of Mean. Uh, there were some pretty vicious villains in that. Uh, but you've got to go watch. Just don't go watch all the episodes. You don't have to do that. Uh, but go watch like compilation like Greatest Bible mm-hmm. Man moments. Watch him. There fight are the some death, cringy uh, little like catchphrase moments and <laughs> and uh you know dr fear will say something and uh bible man will start quoting scripture at him and then swing at him with his lightsaber right after he finishes or something so uh there's some solid stuff there i actually when i was looking this up though too uh i think bible man's like made a comeback oh yeah? i don't know for sure but really? it looked like there's like newer cartoon oh, bible man things, oh, yeah. like on right now media okay. or on stuff like that, it's too. It's probably so. better now. Yeah, yeah it probably I is. Think, but You know, but you give a bunch of people cameras and technology, and maybe they're not the best writers or the best artists. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if we were to go and make, try and make something serious. A podcast. Or a podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or Christmas videos <laughs> yeah. or something. But if we were trying to make something serious, I think it would probably be really bad. So we're not being hateful necessarily to, but I do think people realize, Hey, if we're going to do this now, we got to do it right. Christian music has really elevated artistry into, you know, and we'll talk about that. I I don't even want to quote any Christian music at this point, because we'll have an episode. That's going to be a great episode. Uh, But, and, and some of it again was good back then. Uh, do you, you guys are probably too young. Do you ever remember there, there was a McGee and me? I literally is what I'm looking yeah, at right dude, now. Because as just, you were talking about that, as far as like earliest childhood memories mm-hmm. and the, going into uh-huh. the my first Baptist Church of Parkersburg where I grew up, there was a VHS in the church library. I'm like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And I literally was trying to remember what it was what it was called, uh-huh. and that's why I'm reading about it right I now. I just, uh, as you were talking about it, I just remembered a pretty early memory of me riding somewhere in one of my friend's cars and it was one of those like Euro vans nice. that had a TV in it and everything oh, nice. and us watching McGee and me and it yeah. just being like, we're celebrities. I forgot all about that one until like a week ago, there was a nostalgic Instagram thing that it might be cringy. Up. If you went back and why I'm sure it probably is. I don't necessarily remember it as that. I think it was just like a little dude that, well, it was a drawing, right? Uh, so if you never heard of it, look it up. Uh, he, this kid, has this imaginary friend named McGee, and that's who he draws, and all of a sudden the illustration comes to life. And I had to look up the basic premise is that uh, it, it's intended to help Christian children grow in the Lord. It's about to, it's about a normal boy and his imaginary friend McGee, and how they use the Bible to make it through the pitfalls of growing up. So yeah, that nice. one was a that was an interesting one. I, I completely forgot about it until you brought up Bible Man and just the nostalgia factor. Do you uh, guys remember? I'm trying to. I just had a flashback to. Um, I feel like it was called Odyssey. Adventures in Odyssey. Adventures in yeah, Odyssey. It was a radio oh show. That was yeah. a Christian thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I that thought actually, so. I didn't have a problem with that one either. No, uh, I don't. Yeah, it started as a radio show, but they also had maybe movies or shows. Uh, you actually can 
download an app with like all of them. And there's like thousands hmm. of these episodes wow. with, uh, man, I can't remember the main guy's name. Is it Wick? This or something kid? like that? Yeah, yeah, I think I've got it pulled that up sounds... here. I think I found it. We're just going to end up reminiscing on things we forgot to put in. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll get into the. Well, some of those things were nostalgically awesome good. Yeah. 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 I don't know if if it's some of these that we're thinking of now are cringe or not, but you, you be the judge. Here's a cringy one. How about this one? Um, the Buttercream Gang. Uh, is it cream? Buttercream. So you remember this one? There a, oh, is, is it movie? Apple Creek or something? There's another thing that's similar to Sim- that. I don't know. The uh, buttercream Apple game. dumpling game. Apple that's dumpling game. Yeah, very different. That, very different. That was I Don Knotts, this I think, one, wasn't it? I do remember this one. Huh? Wasn't that Don, Don Knotts? Knotts? Yeah. yeah. Buttercream gang. Uh, probably if you grew up in the late... I th- I ha- you can actually watch this entire movie on YouTube. Uh, I kind of fast forward through some of it. I do rem- I think this was shown in middle school or elementary school. It's basically anti-bullying stuff. Okay. Hmm. So here's the premise. When a member of the Buttercream Gang gives into peer pressure, his friends learn the true meaning of unconditional love and kindness. Members of the Buttercream Gang share fun, service, and friendship with Small Town of Elkridge. That's a great name for a Christian movie. Uh, the gang is separate, or a Hallmark movie. The gang is separated temporarily when Pete moves to Chicago for the school year and falls under the influence of a local gang. Mm-hmm. When he returns to Elkridge unexpectedly, his friends notice he has changed. Pete vents his anger and frustration by forming another Elkridge gang to pick on the Buttercreamers. It makes Scott's life miserable. As Pete, I'm miserable reading this. As Pete <clears throat> struggles with his conscience, old friendships are challenged, and the boys help him find self worth and the kindness in his heart. Sounds great. Yeah, it's hell. Just go watch thirty seconds of it. The music is what you remember, like the, the cheap '90s movies, mm-hmm. almost like the synthesizer kind of sound to yeah. it, and the grainy static on the screen. Yeah. yeah, it was it was rough. Man, I gotta go. The writing was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember the name and. A little bit of like what it would look like, but I I don't remember the, the story. The one scene I saw was like the the one Scott, the main character, had just gotten beat up, I think, by this kid. He's sitting there holding Classic a piece Scott. of he's holding a steak on his face. <laughs> and he's like, I don't understand. I thought my kindness would stop him from beating me up. And like that was just like <laughs> this was what yeah, this <laughs> That's was great. All right. Here's a uh, uh complete one eighty uh for movies this one's called fatal flaw it's from 2008 and it, and then the, the subtitle is zero dark god oh no wow. uh so uh john retcher has a crippling gambling addiction and he placed a large bet on a basketball game a bet that he lost john's bookie immediately murders him for being unable to pay his debt off instantly in this the commentator says, because that's sound, a sound business plan that all bookies engage in. <laughs> you're not going to give me my money now or you're going to get killed. He's not going to give you his money. So he wakes up in God's basement. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> and these heavenly angels begin to torture him to get him to admit all the sins that he has ever done. And you hear about the big, big house. Yeah, this you don't is hear it. about this the, big, the big, basement. basement and the bottom of the big, big house. So this bad cop is uh, interested in trivial mistakes that John made as a child. They keep replaying them, and he confesses all these little things, losing a fight as a kid, all that kind of stuff, and and getting tortured until eventually the angel uh, 
figures out that he's worthy of death, I guess. And Jesus jumps in front of the bullet and takes a bullet for him. Like one of those old cop movies where the guy's just about to retire, but someone, you know, he takes a, <laughs> a bullet so for Jesus somebody. Jesus is about to retire? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, know. They couldn't retire Jesus. But John learns a valuable lesson and in the best way possible through holy torture. <laughs> What oh is gosh. so much wrong? Movie night. <laughs> so much wrong with that. Uh, but Jeez. you know, there you go. Uh, um, all right. So my next few are actually going to be like movies. Th- this is where we're probably going to be controversial a little bit Do it. because there will be some people who who push back on this. But we can't move on without talking about the Left Behind stuff. Mm. Um, honestly, I've never even really watched all the way through. How many are there? Like three. Uh, or maybe uh, you got the Nicolas Cage remake. How many times can you be left left behind? <laughs> All right. How much of a story is there? Uh, I don't know. I I know I definitely saw at least most of one and just was like terrified as a kid sure. of what I was watching. Right. Um. I also saw two. I think by the same creators. There's one called Judgment with Mr. T in it. No. And I had yeah. never. Have you seen that? I know of it. That's great. Uh, I don't so remember why I know. I it, think I, I would enjoy that one. Just because um, Mr. T's in it? Yeah. But uh, uh, the Left Behind stuff just uh, traumatized kids everywhere. <laughs> um, I, I, Yeah. I So I grew up, I think this is one reason for me, like, uh, and I know you could agree with this too, just like grew up in a church that talked very, like almost constantly about the rapture. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I walked around constantly afraid that I was going to be left behind. <laughs> Even like after accepting Jesus, I'm like, if if I heard a trumpet, man, I symphonies, I'm out. But seriously, even. like if you just heard like a random horn sound or something like that, it'd be like, okay, even the, still here. I think we're gonna be the okay. tuba at the beginning of Veggie Tales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, weird that we have anxiety, right? Yeah. yeah. Or uh, I, I've seen people do this where they prank their kids, oh, yeah, whether they like leave up. a pile of clothes. Okay, like, okay, okay, and I'm okay. like, oh, this that's, is okay. I've never seen the movies. Are people raptured naked? I think so. In that, I think, I think because that was a common thing remember. back at Camp uh, Cowan was just to like, like do like the you cabin. Can keep your underwear. No, like cab, the cabin cleanup. But the kids that wanted, yeah. like the the kids that did want to actually do cabin cleanup, they just threw their clothes all over the ground and it made it look like they got raptured. <laughs> Which is, yeah. They always lost. Because then it's like, oh, dude, we have naked kids at this camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not. Uh, but yeah, the um, left behind stuff, really anything that plays too much into like, I guess, rapture theology. I don't right, know. Yeah. Like it's it just, it, it's it hard to fear like. Fear was, so we're supposed to look forward to the second coming of Christ and yeah. that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and it's all going to be good. And we were kids going to church 27 times a week. And reading our Bibles and loving Jesus as best as we could, scared to death. Terrified still. That uh, so it just you know yeah I, I agree that there's there's and bad. we'll get into more of that I think when we get to cringy production. Mm. Uh, I, I know we we all have some some things to probably speak to there, but uh, yeah, uh, I did want to highlight that judgment with Mr. T because I actually kind of want to watch that one. That one sounds so, great. Um, yeah, what's Have, his name from the Rocky? Uh, Clever Lang, Clever Lang, Lang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would Google watch it, that, dude. It'd be awesome if it was like a spinoff, <laughs> and it was Clever Lang <laughs> at the Rapture. <laughs> That'd All be right. great. So, you were worried about being left behind. Mm. Have you ever been worried about being left out? Mm. In such Always. a way where you thought, 
what if I wasn't a Christian? Would that make it better? Mm. Here's your chance to have a second glance. Ah. This movie is called A Second Glance. It's about a man it's named a Dan. Life. Huh? It's a wonderful life, but not being saved. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Okay. Dan Burgess uh, is a young Christian attending public high school, and he feels like his religion places too many restrictions on him, and he wishes to have just a little freedom from the Bible's teachings so he can be more popular and date the girl he likes. One night, Daniel wishes that he had never become a believer, and the next day, he has a rude awakening. His room is different, his house is dirty, and, his angel, and an angel meets him and explains to him that the Heavenly Father answered his prayer, and now his life is as, as, as if he never became a Christian. He soon finds out this is a great God. His room is dirty. His room is dirty. That's my favorite part. His <laughs> soon he soon finds out that the two bullies at school are now his best friends, and enjoys the fact that the girl he really liked now likes him too. But all is not well. He goes on to learn that his younger sister no longer exists because his parents got divorced years ago in, in his alternate life. He is also shocked when his mom prances off to go on a date with someone else other than her dad. Mm-hmm. Who, was, who has moved to Los Angeles. That's where they all go. Um, the angel appears and points out Daniel's other, other, his nice car, which he got by betting money on a football game the year before. Daniel says he has never gambled in his life. But the Where's angel, the downside for this? The so angel far? points out that his life is different now. <laughs> this is beautiful. And it's as if he had never been a believer. A believer. Daniel also thinks the whole thing is a big prank and he does not believe the angel. I don't know how it ends. But that's Looks like we're gonna that's have more to or less the plot. <laughs> Movie we night think the end. Yeah. <laughs> All the different that's things. Crazy. Like you're going back to like the the moralism of like the yeah, veggie tales. Right. This is like the old uh I don't smoke and I don't chew and I don't run with girls right. that do. Yep. This is the same thing. Like he 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 got a, a car from gambling on a football game. Right. His sister doesn't exist because his mom and dad are divorced and he now lives in Los Angeles. He gets all, two Christmases. He gets two Christmases. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah that is, his room's that, dirty. That's the big deal about most of these is they were manipulative mm-hmm. on your emotions. Yeah. And many times, like to the extreme, to where you're like... <laughs> You know, it's just so far out there that it's... it's it it it's, forces people to think more about that than, like, walking with Jesus every right. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... I just feel like those... It's not that you... There's not a place for, like... Like, talk about, like, end times. Stuff. Sure, like, right, yeah. That's part of our theology. Right. Like, but it's... It's like overemphasis on it's not the point of the theology. on yeah manipulating people to fear something and it's like dude what about walking with Jesus every day like so what, all were, how does this like spur on discipleship so like you grew up like fearing like the rapture these kids are worrying worrying about the room being dirty and this is reflecting their holiness yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry right, yeah. like I can imagine holiness is next to godliness you're not saved you're not saved tell. if your room is dirty <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah this is, and then like I mean. Okay, so he's, there's a lot of things that are being said. You can be a Christian and live in Los Angeles. Going to throw that out there. Mm. You doubt that, maybe. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Eli goes there a lot for work. Yeah, I mean, sure. Eli. That doesn't say much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Second glance. Go check it out. Or probably don't. Yeah, don't that one sounds good. Don, Do Dan you have, uh, you got more? I got a couple more. Okay. Yeah. Or not got one what more. What about you? I'll hit one more. Uh, this one's newer. I, you guys brought like really good stuff. <laughs> this one popped into my head. Immediately, though, because we've a group of our guys at the church have talked about watching this. This one came out in 2015 and it's meant to be pretty serious, like a real movie. It's called A Man Called John. You remember mm. seeing that trailer? 
Uh, oh yeah. So I've never actually watched the movie. Yeah. Uh, but I saw the trailer and that was enough for me to know that it was cringy. Um, so a man called John, I'm just going to read the storyline from IMDb. Uh, a man called John also <laughs> can't come up with a better, better name. That just feels like we can't decide on a title. The guy's name is John. Every they character call him that. So, in the old classic John. movie, the John. <clears throat> yeah, a man called John. It's a lighthearted, lighthearted dra- uh, dramedy about Pastor John Terrell Carson's unusual style of worship. John's church is very traditional and not accustomed to outbursts during the service. You know, running around, taking laps, doing that kind of thing, screaming and dancing. Uh, one day, John embarrasses the church along with his family. And uh, the senior pastor decides to reach out to the bishop, requesting that John be assigned to a church more suited to his praise style. So John and his family find themselves at an African-American church where he's confronted by the associate pastor who later informs him that a paperwork mix-up sent him to the wrong church. First of all, can you guys imagine that being the process? (laughs) Anyway, John's moved to his third church where he struggles to fit in. Will John be able to control his celebration or will he be moved for a fourth time? So there's so much wrong with like I think he, he ends up going back to the church, the African American church or something. So that's the one he moves, he gets moved to, right? And he has to like win them over. Yes, but right. there's a big like, there's so much wrong with it. It's very because it there's a lot of stereotypical right, things like basketball is talked about. Yes, so right. like a lot of like racial stereotypes. Just watch the trailer. It's it's You'll rough. Print. If you want to know the definition of cringe, there's this is it. a scene. Yeah, yeah. So he's his his wife is like, "You've got to stop praising Jesus so loud. It's embarrassing us." And he's like, "I don't know what to do." And he's got this conflict because he's embarrassed all of his family, and he keeps getting moved around. Um, and I'm all for like, you know, we're, there's different styles sure, right, of worship. Yeah. And, that's not the point. Uh, that's not the point of it. But there's a lot of like stereotypes about African American church culture where he moves to and he like, it feels like he has to like win them over because he's white. But then like, I guess one of the points they're trying to make is that his praise style matches better there. Mm -hmm. But he like, yeah, there's a scene in the trailer where like, he's like trying to get to know the kids and he walks up and he's like, you guys play basketball. (laughs) And then they're like chasing him off and he's running like, Gumby or something. Yeah, it's just it's, it's bad. There's a lot. I, I've never it. watched it. I know that it's terrible. I maybe this was weird to even bring it up. It does get a six star out of ten on IMDb. That's not bad. Yeah. Not terrible. That's like three times higher than an average Kirk Cameron movie on yeah, there. Right, just throwing yeah. it out there. Yeah. So yeah, that uh I really still want to watch that one, <laughs> but um, it's, it looks cringy. It that is one will the make trailer you alone will squirm. like make you want to just like go to bed <laughs> like never think about anything ever what else you got uh the other one i had was uh i'm pretty sure sorry sam and anita my in-laws i'm pretty sure they saw this one in theaters the resurrection of gavin stone i came out a few years back remember the title was that kind of like one of those like heaven is for real type things uh because i know a few of those have people come, have come back no this one has nothing to do with him being resurrected huh. mm. okay this is a former child star gavin stone is now a washed up partied out man when he is forced to return to home he pretends to be a christian so he can portray jesus in an easter play being produced by a mega church only to dis- only to discover that the most important role of his life is far from hollywood that's a great, that's great, great story. His plan is to get his career back on track 
for a month. Mega <laughs> tour. One thing, well, one thing I read was that he was there Easter by play. like court appointed uh, community service, okay. and that's why he's there. Yeah, so. like that's what they're trying to get you to do. Yeah, pick yeah. up trash, maybe. <laughs> Be in an Easter play at a mega church. I don't, think dude. That's how everyone that's gets their big stars. <laughs> That's how. That's why we're I mean, here. That's how we got our story. <laughs> we'll talk about this another day. Your dad played God, right? And so, yeah, that's another. That's another episode. But we actually, our church growing up had an Easter play, and I will actually say it was it was actually pretty awesome. Yeah, the Easter play um, was pretty good. There could have been maybe cringy moments, sure. in it, you know, but uh, it was actually pretty awesome. So, were you I sheep number like one? That's in how the I got my story. Advent story. Uh, he was on a cross. I played the the thief. good thief. That, the good thief that accepts Jesus. <laughs> I was one of the. Uh, I'm so proud of you. People. I got like literally like whipped and was like almost naked on a cross. Yeah, it was with pretty intense. Blood and wounds all glued onto me. Uh, no, sir, it was like legit. Um, but <laughs> now some he, of those he's squirming now. <laughs> yeah, no, you have no Here, idea. Look, I was a I was carrying blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> No, no, not Bar- the friends, the four friends oh. carrying and 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 lowering them down the house. And, oh, that's nice. You're a good friend. I yeah. played one of those You're roles once I got too heavy to be on the cross. I did the thief twice, and then like, so this was actually like I just gained like twenty pounds, like muscle, and like, and they were like, uh, no, that's. It's been much more than muscle since then, but they were like, ah, you're too heavy to pick up on there. Boy. Uh, got so I'm done. You're done? Yeah. You got anything else? I've got some other, after we're done this section, I've got some other. I just want to acknowledge, so, and this isn't like, I'm not really completely hating on these kind of movies, but I think these are good examples of acknowledging where like, we can, we can be honest where there's a lack of quality in Christian culture stuff. So like the movies, uh, like Facing the Giants, Mm -hmm. Fireproof, Courageous. I started to not bring those up because like I really think there's good messages right. there. Yeah. Like Kendrick I actually, Brothers, yeah. If you ever heard, who of is them. it? The Kendrick Brothers. Okay, yeah, they were I, they're Georgia. like in Georgia, uh-huh. like yeah, Albany or something like that yeah. in Georgia. Alpharetta. Um. Anyway, what I'm not doing is hating on those films. Right. Um. I really like, and I think I enjoyed all of those. Right. We War, talked about uh, that before War you Room came in. Was kind of one of those like where like didn't hate it. Like good message. Mm. Um. But I remember like when they came out, people would be like we got to nominate these for like best movie of the year. And like blind about uh, it. Like there are like moments in those movies where we can, we can honestly be like, okay, that was kind of a cringy scene. He didn't think the football player deserved an Oscar when he carried his, his teammate. Come on, bro. 40 more yards. (laughs) (laughs) That guy, Brock, look up Brock came and spoke at senior high convention one year. Really? Yeah. Dude. Or, he, uh, he was the best football player. It was in it was at Parchment Valley. It wasn't seen our convention. It was uh, Omega. Was the old yeah the old anymore? But no, I I'm not saying like I probably shouldn't even go even because I don't even know. No, how, like, there's but the, like, I, there can is, be cringy right, aspects, yeah. and we don't have to pretend just because those things like might be carry a good message right. of faith. We don't, we don't have to pretend yeah. that they're like top notch quality acting, top notch production. And that's no shot. Like it's not like they have that kind of budget to make right, those things right. either. So it's not like dude, because there do are it ones, better. There are spiritual movies that have big budgets that mm-hmm. I'm like, this is absolute uh, a train wreck. I'd rather watch Facing the Giants than like a Left Behind thing. Right. I'm sure or, or even like uh, what was it? Noah. Noah? That's the one the I was Russell thinking. Russell Crowe. Oh, don't yeah, even do yeah. it. No, that was uh, really when it start when it comes out. Like Darren Aronofsky's gonna make Noah. Darren Aronofsky is a practicing Jew who is a 
atheist. Just put all that together. And this is the guy who's going to make a right. story. And the, the rock monster. The rock yeah, monsters. And then uh, the movie Exodus was another one with Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Oh, they had yeah, the whitest Egyptians and whitest <laughs> people. They whitewashed the entire movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, most Christians didn't see the problem with that. Um, anyways, but then they also, I think God was depicted as a baby. <laughs> like uh, Another one is The Shack. The Shack was, oh, an, yeah. was a, that was kind of a controversial book because it was like God was five people or something yeah, like kind that. of just appears as multiple people. Yeah, um, and and I think maybe Buddha and like or, I don't remember that Muhammad, like other gods were mixed in there too. Or I don't something. remember that part. That might not be that movie. Um, it might be a different one. But then there are other ones that I'm like, oh, I just can't stand this because of the it. They try to set out with a message and it just no. Uh, I can't stand. I'm just gonna throw them out there. The God's Not Dead movies. Oh yeah. Just no. no. I no. was at the Simply Youth Ministry Conference in Columbus with like 13 other uh, youth pastors from West Virginia, <clears throat> and we got the debut showing of that movie. Uh, it was like a week or like a week before it came out. I've never seen a room, honestly, of Christians hate a movie so quickly. Oh wow. Yeah. Because of the quality, but also it's it's in a message that was like that just wasn't intended. Right. The message that it kind of came across were uh, the evil people in the school systems are going to tell you that right. God's not real and you're not going to be able to handle and it. And your wife's a teacher. My wife's a teacher. My wife's a teacher. Great teacher. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it was just this whole big thing of like, it, it gave a, a false <sighs> sense of persecution. Right. Yeah. When we talk about movies, like there's another movie called, I think what you brought it up earlier, but Silence. Is that the movie you brought up? One of you brought it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's about missionaries, Jesuit priests who go over right. to, Japan and are literally killed. killed. Yeah. yeah, and we're talking about an evil professor, right? Who and gets hit? Who sure gets, he dies at the end? Who gets hit by a car at the end? Yeah, and that's right. how I told and Phil. Also, the, it's like in the cheers. middle of their it, it concert really thing. Yeah, it's like God's not dead. Yeah. and then it cuts, and he gets like hit by a Mustang or something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, I understand what they're trying to do. I thought he was Hercules, but the, <laughs> like, <whatever. laughs> I understand what they're trying to do, but it did send us some pretty mixed signals. And it didn't do well right. within and, and, culture and, because it, it, it put us at war right. with yeah. culture. Me, right. Western Christianity needs to accept that we are living in a very free uh, culture in order to share our faith. And it hurts us and offends those that are in China right now mm-hmm. living in the underground you know, church yep. and spreading the gospel and growing. Uh and it also counterproductively makes us scared maybe to tell people because yeah. it, well i'm not ready to make a big stand so i'm not going to you know share the gospel because you know my professor's going to make fun of me or something like that yeah. I, I found that some of the common denominators with all these movies that i told him earlier it's Stephen Baldwin, Kevin Sorbo, and yeah. Dean Cain are kind right. of like in all, all of these them. movies yeah we uh, <laughs> and it's not just like we're not saying so like, yeah, if you had a professor and he legit was like, you need to agree that God is dead or sure. I'm going to. I had a professor at sociology like, at Marshall who said that day one, <laughs> mm-hmm. who said basically it's like you're small minded if you believe that God exists, which I didn't know that it really had to do with sociology. Right. Yeah. But I was like, like okay. obviously, we're not like saying like, that's OK, either, no. you know, but it's like it it's like hyper villainizes the professor and like kind of makes it out like that. But I what you're saying about persecution too is like like there there are way bigger issues out there uh yeah you said you got some other uh so these i wrote down just real quick and these are movies that i've actually like mm, i've seen most of them but uh they're movies that are not 
necessarily Christian movies, uh, but they have a message that is even more sincerely Christian than many many other ones. Uh, one that really hit me was uh, Les Mis. Oh, beautiful oh, movie. Uh, with, uh, you know, obviously a play a long time. But, yeah. But the, and that, you know, that is a Christian, it's a priest, I think, mm. right? Where uh, Jean Valjean steals, steals all, all the these things silver. after this guy welcomes him into his yeah. home. He gets caught and the priest doesn't make him pay. He hands him over more stuff. Yeah, he forgot right. these things. Right. Yeah, the cops come back with him and he's like, oh, you've left Just the rest there. of this Just stuff. Just a beautiful picture of showing forgiveness and love to somebody that has stabbed you in the back and betrayed oh, you. Yeah. Uh, there's another movie um, called uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, uh, That oh, one so was probably the most uh, like spiritually challenging for mm -hmm. me uh, of this guy continually putting his life in harm's way in order to save one more of his fellow soldiers. Uh, here's one. This is kind of a weird one because it's a comedy-ish dramedy. Uh, is, uh, what was that movie? The oh, called John. Yeah, same, yeah. same premise. No. Uh, this is called Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, yes. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. That's an abandoned you just watched. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's like a wrestler. Well, yeah. The, so The kid has... Uh, Down syndrome. Shia LaBeouf, and he finds a runaway uh, kid with Down syndrome, and they build this friendship built on wrestling. Yeah, 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 wrestling. But also, a this young man is kept in a nursing home, mm. and just that people don't know where to put him. Mm. And he very much Shia LaBeouf's character, whose brother has died and gone through all this, very much sees him as a human and not as a project mm. and not as. Uh, someone with less value because, and it, it really presses on our hero complex or savior mm -hmm. complex that we have with people seeing them as a need rather than a person. And mm -hmm. this Shia LaBeouf character takes him, you know, to, to be in wrestling school and, and all the things that the social worker thinks that he shouldn't do, he ends up doing, he catches yeah. a fish with his bare hand. It's, it's a really cool, like beautiful story it's awesome. of, uh, of just seeing people with needs as more than just their need. Uh, another one is the Mr. Rogers movie, beautiful mm -hmm. day in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks, really anything, Mr. Rogers, even just watching the show, yeah. uh, just how much he cares about people, uh, how, how well he listens to yeah. people, even children and how much he cares for them mm -hmm. and their legitimate, uh, legitimately caring about their fears and their worries and their hopes and dreams. And seeing, you know, Jesus through his, obviously, Mr. Rogers was a man of faith as well, um, but just, you know, heartbreaking compassion. Here's another, this is kind of a, a outlier, and this is the last one I think I got, uh, but uh, A Quiet Place with oh. uh, John Watch that movie. John that movie's so good. Krasinski, and Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Uh, but you would get this beautiful <clears throat> picture of a family. And just in this, it edges a, I guess, a horror movie, maybe. It's a thriller. There's a monster a thriller. movie, yeah. yeah. So good, and, uh, But this family building, a, it shows to our resilience yeah. uh, with people, if you've suffered through abuse or all those different types of things in your life, it shows humans' ability to still make a home in chaos mm. uh, and still have hope of having a child in this world that just doesn't make sense. Uh, and, and just a father's love and a, a mother's love for their kids and just a beautiful picture of love 
in a family. Um, so it, it, that's what we should maybe aspire for rather than, you know, uh, it, this is what happens if you lie or don't clean your room or, right. or those si- silly kind of things. Like show us unbridled fruits of the spirit of love yeah. and joy and mercy. I remember one, things yeah, look like. Uh, like on that note, I remember right before I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, mm. a friend of mine, because it was getting some hate as far as it wasn't as good as the first mm. one. Uh, but a friend of mine says, I challenge you to go see the gospel in that movie. Yeah. So I went to see it in theaters. And the end of that movie, spoiler, <clears throat> when Yondu sacrifices his life right. for Peter, the son that he's basically right. adopted. Yeah. I'm sitting there just bawling. And right. like, this is the yeah, beauty was... of sacrificial and unconditional love. I'm like, and, that, and that's the thing is like, <clears throat> there is a movie called The Greatest Story Ever Told right. uh, with John Wayne, actually. But like, the gospel has influenced so many movies that are Absolutely. out there and the, you'll see all these and you can find it in almost any movie yeah, uh, any you, good looking, hero is jesus well yeah absolutely like we love it's because we're so drawn to rescue and sacrifice and you know selflessly laying down to be a hero like that's the gospel right you know right. so like i think that's why we love superhero movies so much right. and and we see that the same themes in in the gospel yeah so when we talk about all these movies uh, to go back kind of the premise of our podcast, the premise of this series that we're doing, we're talking about, you know, how there's some cringiness within our Christian culture. And the struggle I think we have is that sometimes we go to passages where it talks about like being in the world and not of it. And so the kind of approaches we can take, we, we talk about little Dan Burgess who gets too involved in the world and gets too, uh, <laughs> too, uh, too close to the things and becomes a little heathen and a little sinner. Or we do the complete opposite where we go completely the opposite direction and isolate ourselves from right. the world. And sometimes what we end up doing, and there are some cultures who do this, where they isolate themselves so much that they just anticipate, uh, they're just waiting for God's return. And so as long as they're off by themselves, not interacting with the world, they're going to be good. They're going to be holy. But you also have something like, we're going to set up the ideal culture so you can come look at us and just see that our culture is, is what is uh, attractive. Um but there's a passage in scripture that I want to talk through. It's from Matthew chapter five. Um, you, you probably very familiar with it. Uh, it's Matthew chapter five, starting in verse 30 or 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. <clears throat> verse 14, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And so Jesus is using these two images of salt and light. But first, like salt is there to enhance and to preserve, right? It enhances a flavor and it preserves. uh, But then light also illuminates darkness. And Jesus in this story or in his message that he's talking about, he's trying to tell them that as you are in this world, you are going to influence it Mm -hmm. by being present in this world. Uh, Allow your saltiness to kind of wear off on those around you. Let it preserve those around you and uh, enhance their life, their well-being. Uh, but also, you know, to illuminate darkness. And how can you do that if you're never interacting with it? Or how can you do that if your goal is just to talk about how evil the rest of the things are around you? And uh, in a way, you lose your saltiness by by just running from it, but also by overemphasizing your saltiness or overemphasizing your ability to illuminate darkness, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, and so all of a sudden, we now have a group of people who follow Jesus, but they are no longer effective because they've gotten so far removed from what they're supposed to be doing as salt and light in this world. And they've become that point where we're talking about, it's like 
the the cringe factor is now getting in the way of the mission of the gospel. Like right. you actually can begin to hinder some of these things. So we're, so we're talking about some of these movies, like they, the 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 story being told is actually ruining the beauty that could be told. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, you, you talk about just. And what we're talking about, I think, is getting distracted. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, it's so much easier to be angry or to be a person that insults people rather than seeing and bringing hope into the world. Uh, that is what can change it, though. Uh, what we do when we attack people uh, in the culture for what they do. Uh, one of the things that's bothered us a little bit is is everybody being worked up about Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. Mm. Like, I don't care about Taylor Swift at all. Like, I don't li- listen to music. I know you guys you know, jam to it probably riding down the road. Uh, yes. But that's how much I've thought about it is like 0%. <clears throat> right. Because I don't care about it. But, I, I, but people see that as like, here's something that I can jump on and a bunch of other people are going to agree with me and we can all bond over our hatred of something yeah. rather than bringing something real that will last and showing uh, not only other Christians, but the world something that doesn't exist in the world. Mm. Uh, so to be in the world and not of the world is to bring something that's not there. Right. Right. If I'm just going to be like the world and be bring mm. all those attitudes mm. and bring all that anger and hate or, or distrust or stuff, skepticism, that's not bringing anything new into the world. To be in the world is to bring something different rather than just jump on and the latest use, craze of right. what I'm To use Matthew's a, word or Jesus' words in Matthew is to bring salt into it because he's saying there is none and to bring in light because there is none. There's only darkness. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh, the, the other thing that bothers me about that too is like, like why, why do we have the expectations that like Taylor Swift should be like, 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 right. why are we holding her to too. the same standard? Right. Like, it maybe she's not a belief. I mean, I don't know. Sure, but right. like, like, uh, so take Taylor Swift out of it. Like, like, are we supposed to be holding these people to the same standards who might not know Jesus yet? Or like, right. ex- like, why do we expect them to like fit into like a certain mold of like influence that we want them to be? Right. Uh, we really, that. really, really like want celebrities too. Like, we can't wait till a Christian. Were, like when everybody everybody got real excited when Kanye West I was, just was gonna yeah. you know was all of a sudden uh, and now it's been bit him you know mm-hmm. because you know he's a person that probably needs some mental health yes, work and, and things like that and and I hope he has found faith in Christ but he has not uh, you know since then necessarily lived that out and, yeah. and you know the story's not over hope can still come there yeah. but we really want celebrities we because and we don't realize that we're being just like the world when we do that yeah and when okay this certain per and then we expect you know that that person who uh was you know that said some christian things said some words we feel like oh yeah someone finally gets us that's famous mm-hmm. uh like justin bieber you know and and He's a Christian. He says all these things. And yeah. then we put all this weight on them to be the most like mature Christian in the, the whole entire world. Thing that we want to right. Be. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then tear them down. Uh, there's someone right now that is a recent convert to Christ as a uh, Kat Von D. You know, mm. she was, she was on like an ink uh, oh, tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she has talked a lot about, uh, you know, she looks a certain way because mm. she's been in the tattoo industry forever and talked a lot about how her fans have been, who were always there with her, been very supportive of her come to Christ, but that other Christians 
have said that she's demonic or she's this and she's that after making this public proclamation that she is a follower of Jesus. Uh, and, and we've gotten caught up in the culture and we of, of, they don't look exactly like me when I want them to. And now I hate them. And now I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. Like, well, but we, we don't even consider like, okay, well this person needs discipleship now and a mentor. Right. Do they have that? I don't sure, know. Right. Or do they have someone who's going to steer them in the right but direction? But you all both, you both said it kind of quietly. <laughs> the standard that we're trying to hold them to is never biblical. The standard we're right. trying to hold them to is never the gospel. The standard we always try to hold them to is us. Right. Like, well, I'm more Christian than Chris Pratt because he only said God, not Jesus. I'm like, really? <laughs> right. Like, just be thankful that the dude thank God in right. front of a public yeah. room, right? right. And, but yeah, it's uh, easy to pick, pick. Pick all apart everything. That's that what want. I told. All I even told someone recently. I'm like, can you imagine going back to the Taylor Swift comment? Can you imagine if all of our public, all of our marital relationships, or dating relationships, were made public for the entire world to scrutinize? Like the fact that you know Taylor Swift is one of the most. She was Woman of the Year just recently, right? Or Person of the Year for Time Magazine. Mm-hmm. She's the most popular person on the planet right now. Sure. And she's dating a guy who just won his third Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, he. He's not. It's not for money because they both have a lot of it already and a lot right, of notoriety. Yeah. He's Mister State Farm with Pat Mahomes. Uh, anyways, uh, they're being scrutinized just because they're in the public because they have so many followings. Imagine the billion people looking at you all the time yeah. and picking apart your relationships. And I'm like, why are we engaging in this? Right. And uh, the point is not, hey, you know, be nice to them and be fans of them. The point is. Who cares? Who cares? Let's be fans of Jesus yeah, and mostly right. talk about how that awesome be the, he yes. is. That's to be the driving force behind it all. And to care about like making sure like the things that we produce are like, like have value and like, you know what I mean? Like, like we're, we talk about all these things, movies and music and th- like how it just feels like there's like a lack of quality in some of those things. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, maybe we should focus more on and, and other like, uh, uh, trying to present the gospel and Jesus in a beautiful way that like isn't cringy and right. driving people away with overemphasis on terrible aspects. Of Paul talks about being all things to all men so that he might in some way win some. Win some. And uh, so it's important for us to be able to talk to the culture, uh, but not allowing it to become us. And uh, as far as like my personality, my identity. Uh, so, that is also important for us. You might've seen church signs before, you know, that like totally, that should be, that should be an episode. We've got to do an episode. Totally just ones that like, Oh, you said something that now you don't know it, but that's inappropriate. What you just said, or, or, uh, you know, the one I have in mind, I cannot put on this podcast. Have you gotten your fire insurance? Yeah. Like, have you seen, that's not what the gospel is. Crowder has like a whole, uh, yeah, like a lot of his Instagram is, yeah, t- uh, touring and taking right. pictures. Of there is one. If, if we he would never want to. If we do in. that episode, there is one in town locally here that inspired me to get on Chat GPT and turn it into a country song. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think that I will, I will, I will. If we do that episode, I will all sing that country yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. that'll be like our opening. It. But, uh, but, but you know, being too far removed from the culture makes it to where we can't communicate with the culture. So you know, there might be good, uh, and there's been times where I've sent you know, a sermon to you and say, Hey, look at this, make sure I'm saying what I want to say here. Mm. Or, you know, and it's like, Oh, don't use that word. That word means this, 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 and this, and this, you know, and this, uh, so we need to be conscious of that as we speak the gospel, that it's spoken in a way that, that under, you know, people understand. I think it's important to, to acknowledge. So like, and I know we're mostly talking about, uh, movies and stuff today, but like, 
music, movies, like it's okay to like something that's not like blatantly called Christian. Mm. Like, so with music, like there are some awesome musicians out there who don't identify themselves as Christian artists and that's okay. And their music is good. And like, I think there's uh, like, we can appreciate good music and say like, like all things were made to be good, to right. glorify God. And when they're distorted and, you know, you know, endorse sin, things like that, like music that pushes sin, like, sure. Like that's a different story, but like, uh, we can just look at good music and say, even if it doesn't have words about Jesus or something like this is good and God created this to be good and I can enjoy this. And like, this glorifies God in just being beautiful yeah, and yeah. like, like a movie that's not, you know, like all about Jesus or, you know, being left behind or something right. like that um, could just be a good film and it's good creativity. And we can say that God is glorified in this because he allowed these people to have these gifts and he allowed us to enjoy this music. And he yeah. like, uh, I know one of a good friend of ours um, helps produce music and he's kind of struggled to, with like, Oh, like, well, I have this opportunity to help provide beats or, or music production for this person, but is it's outside of like the Christian mm -hmm. hip hop or Christian music industry. What do I do here? And it's like, to me, it's like, dude, like, go be an influence there. We don't have to like, no, 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 no. Like shun everything that's not called Christian blank music, yeah. movies, things like that. Like, like how, how are we going to be salt and light if we just remove ourselves, build our own little space with walls and then we can't shine out. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? The one thing the world does better than us with music is <clears throat> lament. Mm. Uh, you don't very often find a good Christian song that talks about sorrow and talks about man. If you read the Psalms and you read, you know, the, the book of lamentations, you're going to see uh, people crying out. Uh, and so those, those type of songs, mm. they can even do better than us at times. Yeah. Uh, soggy bottom boys. I've seen trouble all my days. That was beautiful. I, I bid farewell. The worst part of that movie is when that dude steps on the frog. Oh. <laughs> Everything else is great. Again, the Christian character, <laughs> yeah. the Bible salesman, yeah, right, right, John yeah. Goodman. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're going to be wrapping this up. Uh, just the main kind of thing we just want to take away is not that Scott, Josh, and Phil hate movies. Uh, I think the greatest movie ever made, personally, is Shawshank Redemption. I would and it is one of the most beautiful stories of sanctification and salvation, right. of crawling yeah. through a river of you-know-what and yeah, coming right, out right, clean right. on the other side. That is yeah. life with Jesus. Right. Um, but all we're taking away from this is that our desire is to be weird, to be uh, otherworldly, abnormal, and I forget the other one Supernatural. again. Supernatural. Supernatural. I can only ever remember two. Not to be cringy in such a way that we're actually distracting right. uh, others or even ourselves from the beauty of the gospel of Jesus and to really be salt and light in this world because the world needs you and it needs me mm. to bring them the message of hope and the message of uh, of Jesus because it will not come up with it on its own. Yeah. That's what we see movies and, and music trying to do. They're trying to capture something that they do not have and we have it right. and we have the ability to share that. Yeah, so. Right now you have a reflection you know, two sides that just reflect each other, right? Mm -hmm. And we need a whole different type of light, and that's what the gospel is. Yep. So uh, let don't. Oh, I go ahead. Cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, I. It's not. Uh, it's not me if I don't 
apologize at the end of everything too. So don't hate us if you disagree with us on this yeah, stuff. Absolutely. That's that's totally fine. And again, we just we have lived different experiences than a lot of our listeners and sometimes it's good for us to make fun of this stuff. We don't hate Christian music and movies and we want things to reflect Jesus in the you know, appropriate light and to represent the the faith well. Um so don't hate us for this. Unless your main uh, character's I mean, a we, puppet. We love, just, like, if yeah, if it. you do want to provoke more conversation with us, we'd probably all be welcome to that. Uh, send them to uh, Josh, send it, Jay Weddle, at, Jay Weddle. at, at Clarks for Baptist Church, S. McClure. No, 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 uh, leave mine out of there. It's McClure with one C. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Try that out. But, uh, yeah, we, we hope that you guys enjoy, you know, dissecting these different aspects of Christian culture with us. Really excited about that. Yeah, share absolutely. your favorite ones or least favorite ones with right. us. We'd love yeah. to because there's some that we probably missed, and if you share them with us, we'll probably relive the trauma of our childhood. And if you share them with us, what are some of the other things we're gonna hit? I know we're gonna hit music. That one, Christian I think that sayings. one probably will be the most controversial. Yeah, probably. music will be. I already kind of primed the pump with a couple you people did. talking yep. about uh, some songs that I felt. Uh, and I'll tell this story later, but actually kind of hindered my ability to share the gospel, at least with one person. Mm. And uh, uh, there was already some pushback on that. So yeah. that one will be fun. Uh, but yeah, what else we got? Uh, we got sayings. Christian sayings. That's the one I'm most excited I, yeah, for because we I say some it. really weird things. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do little cliche things and things that we people think are scripture that aren't. Oh, oh yeah. that. And Those, also the amount of acronyms that we come up with is amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. And like there are pastors who will... Because, like what do you call it? They'll they'll add a fifth point just to round out the word grace because right, of the yeah, first yeah. letter and the last point makes Otherwise no sense. It's grack. Grack. <laughs> uh, oh. Production and plays. That's gonna be a fun one. Yeah. Fashion and style. Uh, we have none of that here. So, yeah. uh, but we're gonna talk about that. Pickleball uh, shirts. Pastors and theology. That's gonna be a fun one. Uh, that's not gonna be us picking on pastors. It's just gonna maybe it is. Uh, maybe the things that they say. No. Though. But like yeah. we're gonna probably uh, talk about some even some things that have been said to us as the, pastors. Only the things that have been said purposefully. I'm not picking on anybody for making mistakes. No, I no, do no, that no, no, no. It's totally different. Right. This, this is that bad, episode hurtful. Theology, like yeah, yeah. yeah. like there is a whole uh, thing is still pastors. going on, on Instagram. There's a awkward sermons Instagram. Oh, yeah, Those yeah, are yeah. funny. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. Those are like we've all said some things I from. Made a mistake. Uh, yeah. What's the, where, where did uh, where did they drop the bomb in Japan? Uh, Akinawa. Yeah. <laughs> Akinawa. <laughs> uh, like that kind of stuff. Like that's the kind of stuff. I guess we, the, what we're talking about is like just dangerous theology and things that are just things. so painful and hurtful, cringy. Um, cringy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about dating and singleness because if you didn't know this, the church has done a really bad job of what dating is and also saying that, hey, it's also a beautiful thing to live a life of singleness. Absolutely. It's not about you're not a half a person. Nope. Uh, and the last one is culturals, cultural icons hijacking Christianity. I mean, we might throw we talked some, about that a little bit already. We talked about that a little yeah. bit. We might throw some other ones in there like church signs. This could turn into a 30-part documentary. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's getting to that one too. And some of these might intertwine a little bit. They will. Like who knows if if all of these things get a full episode, but like uh, with that one, it's like, I think it's easy. It'll be easy in all of these to like really misunderstand. Like I might not hate this cultural icon, but be kind of anti this cultural icon because everybody wants them to be like the poster child for faith in the public. Yeah. You know, the public. Sphere. Do I get a little controversial? Do, Do it. it. Okay. Do it. Uh, I like Tim Tebow. Right. Perfect example. Uh, his muscles make me feel inferior. Yeah, sure, sure. I like him. Uh, and I think he's, you know, he, most of the time he's been a good speaker. But recently, I sent it to you guys, right, where there was a women, he was the headliner at a women's conference where it, he was the only man. He was the main speaker. 
and all the rest of them were women. It's like, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to get Tim Tebow. to come. He could come to any other thing. Yeah. Not that maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe he knows exactly what it's like yeah. to be a woman. I but- totally <laughs> respect and and admire, like, Tim Tebow's faith and his boldness. But I've felt that way with, like, Passion Conference. Sure. Yeah. Where in maybe a little bit too much, but been like, like we've got all these 18 to 25 year olds, 60,000 of them gathering together. It, it almost felt like, is it just because of his name? Right. Or is it, you know what I mean? Like, does he have really have something to we, say? And right it's here? not that he doesn't have anything valuable to say either. Like right. I've, I've heard him give some great talks, but I hate the, like, let's just like Tebow carries this for us. And, He's the poster child, so we've got to have him here. And like, oh, we're going to get more people here just because right. of this name. Right, the celebrity like, part of it. Yeah, right. the celebrity aspect of we it. We know and that God's favorite team was the Patriots when he got was on the team. Then they got cut, right. and he wasn't yeah. longer a Patriots fan. He was on, what, the practice team for like two weeks or something? And Jaguars for like a month. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's, it's going to be, be fun. fun. Hey, you're yeah. No my, hate to Tim Tebow. I, yeah, I no, think we I all like, respect he, him. Yeah, we all love him. I would uh, want to be his best friend. I would. That'd be fun. I want him to sign my bicep. I want him to <laughs> be my workout partner. Not, oh, yeah. I want him to like be the one that pulls I bet it, he like, would be so encouraging, too. Oh, yeah. He probably would. Yeah, he'd be like John Villers. Like, I'm doing, like, I'm only bench pressing like 20 pounds. He's like, Literally you're amazing. On steroids. <laughs> on steroids. Yeah. John Villers, if you took steroids, you would look a lot like Tim Tebow. <laughs> wow. Awesome. That's our show. Yeah. Yep. Hey. We've talked, uh, kind of recapped what we're doing here. Uh, our point is to hopefully uh, sp- say something and speak something that helps us as Christians or as people that are just interested in what being a Christian is about is uh, to show what is different and what is weird, what is supernatural and otherworldly. So let's get weird because normal isn't working. Love you guys. See you. <laughs>